At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo. Game Plus, Sling, iHeartRadio. I almost forgot the order. There's no order. Everybody, we appreciate it, however you're taking us in. Um, coming up this hour, Dan Bessapris from Hoop-Ball.com, uh, the uh, Fantasy NBA Today podcast on NBA Finals game number four. Tomorrow night in Milwaukee with the Bucks four-point favorites against the Suns coming off their 20-point win. And I'm told, Ben Wilson, uh, that we are getting Dan Bespers on video today, which is very exciting. Because I haven't seen Dan in 10 years. There's got to be a correlation here, Gilt. My first time producing for you. Yes. First time we're getting Dan Bespers on video. There's got to be something there. I think he texted me. He's like, oh, Ben's on. I got I to gotta really shave and do stuff. I don't know if he shaved at all. Uh, Paul Spore will join us from Fangraphs, uh, talk all things baseball. Jason Weingarten, who uh, usually comes on Monday and Wednesday, but he was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to the Hamptons, man, and I got some thoughts on the All-Star game. By the way, the books, this is where the books messed up last night. They should have taken tens of thousands of dollars from me. So we'll get into that, what Jason is talking about there. Always fascinating. Uh, for those who are just tuning in, Ben Wilson sitting in for Jason Kahn this morning. Uh, Jason's aunt passed away, so he's in Oklahoma uh, for the next couple days. So our thoughts uh, are with Jason, and Ben has been kind enough to uh, sit in. Ben not only producing just as a fill-in on this show. I mean, my God, this is like your, you know, the, your the 10th thing on your list of of priorities. Uh, you host Bet Center on the weekend here at VEASAN. You do so with a cast of thousands. Oh, yes. 
that's that's underselling it a little bit. Yeah, so you got Parlay on there as well. The he Parlay hosts some man. shows. Uh, Josh Towers. Josh Towers. Greg Peter. Greg Hoops Peterson. That's his legal middle name. I've been told. I think yeah, it's like a marvelous Marvin Hagler. Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, and then of course beyond that, and this is what people probably don't know about you, uh, even if they knew all of that. You are your real forte. I don't know if I should call it your forte because that minimizes everything else you do. But like what you really have done for the longest is play by play. Yeah, no, that's definitely the the main thing. Um, so yeah, I do games for our ESPN Plus. We have a lot of like a lot of contracts with the college college conferences here in the area. So like I do games for the WAC and Big West. You know, school like conferences like that. Mountain West, which is a stadium, great network as well. Yeah. So yeah, a little little bit of everything. That's awesome, man. Is that what you hope to do? Because I've had these co- these uh, talks with Parlay a lot, too. Jeff Parles, by the way, correct pronunciation. Uh, by the way, his grandfather introduced himself to me. He's like, Stephen Parlay, Gil. It's <laughs> amazing. Kept butchering their last That's <laughs> so messed up. Uh, but uh, I don't know if it's Parles' goal, too. But for you, is that your ultimate to be a play-by-play guy? Yeah. No, no, definitely. Um, that's kind of what I've you know, always wanted to do. And uh, that was sort of why I moved out here in the first place. It's great, you know, great spot being on the West Coast. You've got... L.A. market close by. You can do a lot of games. Yeah, man. A lot of schools, a lot of conferences here are all kind of packed in, and it's a lot of so, so many events are in Vegas every year. So it's uh, that's awesome. Not man. a bad place to be. Uh, you're you're great, and uh, appreciate you uh, spending the time. You're not a morning guy, you were saying. So thank you for doing no, this. It's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah, he'll be a morning <laughs> guy if you give him a play-by-play gig. Uh, you know who used to do play-by-play? By the way, Dan Bespers. People don't know this about Dan Bespers. I uh, used to do. Uh, uh, was it high A, single A baseball down there in a Bakersfield for the Bakersfield Blaze? Let's bring him in. Dan Bespers, everybody. Oh, Dano, the baby-faced assassin. How you doing, man? I'm Yes, it's true. A little a little worse for the wear, but there's still a little baby under there, I think. <laughs> Dude, you look great. How you doing, man? Oh, things are good. What's up, Gil? Uh, Dan, I've, uh, Dan Bespers, who's been on this show, you know, too many times to count, but has never been on video. There's uh, Dano. Dano, what is that in the background? Is that like a draft board you have going? What's that? That is a, that is a draft board. Yeah, I want to try to move out of the way enough to show. Oh, there we go. You guys went wide angle on it. That's, that's, that's good. So uh, my existence is a little bit of a laugher. Uh, I live in a two-bedroom apartment with my wife, two children, and a dog. And so my bedroom is also my office, is also my studio. So there's a bedroom <laughs> behind that. Uh, but luckily, the uh, we we had a promo last year where we, somebody, I uh, forget the company that did a uh, giant draft board for our mock draft, and they sent it to me afterwards, and I was like, I know exactly what to do with this thing. Yes, it's your background for, for Skype hits. What, was I correct? It was the Birmingham Blaze that you used to do play-by-play for? It was the Bakersfield Blaze, yeah. It was I'm actually sorry, the Visalia Oaks yes. before that. Now they're the Visalia Rawhide. But, yeah, I was going to say, when come on here, we're just going to talk about play-by-play stories for a while. I know there's basketball, but I love talking about my time in the minors. I'm just trying to inspire Ben. Uh, do you do, Did you love that play-by-play gig? Did you want to do more in the future? Or is this, are you like, no, I'll just do numbers game hits for the rest of my life? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so I still do some play-by-play kind of on the side. I, a couple of teams here around Los Angeles. I've done some games for LMU before. It's it's fun. It gets me out of the house. It's a uh, it's a ton of fun. It, it the thing that folks don't know the about house. the minors yes. is that in the minors you work like 9 a.m. until the game starts, and then you do the game, and then you do the post-game stuff, and then you clean up. So you're really at the ballpark for about 15 hours a day every day for like 140 days in a row. I actually aged in reverse when I got out of yeah. minor league baseball. 
<laughs> oh, good. It's Gil Alexander. It's Dan Bespers. Ben Wilson here as well. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, and iHeartRadio. All right, Game 4, NBA Finals uh, tomorrow night. Giannis with another 40-point double-double the other night. His second in a row in this tournament, uh, this tournament, in this series, I should say. Uh, so Milwaukee gets off the proverbial schneid. They try to tie it up at two games apiece tomorrow night. The number is four. Uh, the total set at 220 and a half, right in that pocket, right there. Uh, is there a pre-flop wager to be made, or are you like me, and you sort of say to yourself, listen, I could see any outcome I could see Phoenix winning this in five. I could see the Bucks pushing it to seven. Um, so anything is possible here. And pre-flop anyway is not something I want to mess with. Yeah, I, you know, and I'll say, too, that I, I think they've nailed the total for a couple games in a row now. And there's sort of no reason for them to move off of that general area. That's just where the number of possessions in these games is landing it. So when it goes over, it's because one team was particularly efficient when it goes under it's because whatever it was, the bucks missed a ton of free throws or, or whatever, what have you led to that outcome? I think maybe there's just a, a microscopic amount of value on an under just because as a final series grinds on teams begin to make those little tweaks and fatigue sets in. So perhaps, perhaps a little bit on the under on the side, 100% in agreement with you because what we've seen through the first three games is actually a, and it's weird to say this, a really close series with three games somehow decided by double digits. It's right. extremely weird to make that statement and say, well, it's been close, but each game, like you don't have to dive that deep to find the sort of anomalous parts of each game that led to it opening into that 10 or 20 or whatever size advantage in them game two for instance the suns hit 23 pointers that's just not something that they've done during the regular season i think they did it uh and, and devin booker as another side note he exploded in that game so you could very quickly look at game two and say this is something that's just not going to stick and milwaukee by and large sort of did what they wanted to do with phoenix in game two and it just sort of didn't work and then it did in game three because, well, teams just the guys that hit a ton of three pointers at home sometimes don't do that when they go out on the road in the postseason. So uh, same kind of story with game three, just going the other direction. The side at some point, we're going to get a game that's as close as the actual numbers suggest it should be. It's just hard to say this is the one. And it's kind of dumb to just guess and throw it at each one of them. Well, you know, it's it's I try to make this point on the show and it's not the. Uh... I don't know. It's not the sexiest thing to say. And people are like, oh, well, what's your opinion on this game? We, we've been so conditioned to, in mainstream media, you know, endless coverage of an NBA Finals game. But we, we're, we're a betting show. And so we come from the, from the corner of the world, at least I do, where it's like, hey, I'm just going to reflect to you what I'm actually betting. And sometimes it's the home run derby where I see value. And sometimes it's, a lot of times it's tennis. Most of the time it's tennis. Uh, sometimes it's it's random tankapalooza things. An NBA Finals game, like if, if you are spending most of your money, if you're betting most of your money on a pre-flop NBA Finals game that is calibrated like this, you're probably not doing this correctly. That's all I'm trying to convey when saying that. I, you know, I, There's going to be inevitably some people who hear me say, yeah, I just don't know. They'll be like, oh, I have an opinion, Gil. Well I, well, I don't. I don't as a bet. 
on this um, because I, I do see so many different outcomes possible here. I, I do want to ask you this. I asked this of JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, last night on Primetime Action, which I do with uh, Matt Brown, Daniel Avari, and Kelly Bidlin. And that is, okay, well, if the Bucks are to win this series, they do have to eventually win a game in Phoenix. Um, and so whether that's game five or game seven or both, at some point they're going to have to win on, on the opposing court. What is the, what, what is the series of circumstances? What are the elements of that game that must take place for the Bucks to actually win a road game here? I actually think we've seen it already. Uh, and I have to give a ton of credit to Giannis Antetokounmpo, not just because he came back from a what looked like a pretty horrific leg injury in a week, but because he's actually fine-tuned his approach here in the playoffs in a way that I didn't expect him to do so. In that, just to get a little bit deeper into the weeds, you can see with the eye test a bit that he's actually changed the way he's attacking the bucket. If he can get out in transition, he can still do the typical Giannis stuff of going to the rim. And there's basically no one in the NBA that's going to get between him and said rim. But in the half court, he's created this. I'm trying to think of the right way to describe it. It's not a mid range game. It's a short range game, but it's not a zero range game. It's like a six to 10 feet type mm -hmm. of thing where he's just going over people and around people in a way that most NBA players can't do. And he's still shooting 60, 70% from that distance. So a ton of credit has to go to Giannis. He alone is going to keep Milwaukee in every one of these ball games. They just need to have things happen that are not what we saw happen in game two, which is the Suns can't bury a billion three pointers. Chris Middleton and drew holiday can't completely disappear. They have to get something out of those guys and the bucks can win a road game. And it's why before game three, I was actually looking at some of the exact series results prices as a way to maybe create a weird pocket of additional value. And there were bucks win in seven. That was at like plus 500 plus 550. That was a better price than uh, bucks winning overall. If you feel that it goes a particular way, there are kind of exotic manners to get to that final outcome. And I still think that there's some value in that or you could even split that and just go, you know, look at the game ends in seven or the series ends in seven or the Suns win in seven at plus 250 bucks at, at, in seven is plus 450. So there's some interesting options out there or you guys have plus 500 on the screen uh, that can still create value on that Milwaukee side. Uh, and and again, even when it was 2-0 Phoenix, the series was far from over because those games had been a lot closer yeah. than the final numbers would have indicated. I, I agree with all of that. And so you you are giving the Bucks more than a puncher's chance here. Um, I, I think you're right about the Giannis thing. You know, I think it was with you. Forgive me if it wasn't. But we, I said more than once in that series against Atlanta. It's like every time the every time Giannis shot a three or every time the Bucks settled for something, but, but specifically when Giannis shot a three, it was just doing the Hawks a favor. And it was essentially, you know, the, the line that I used was the Bucks should be killing this team, but they've just left enough of a crack in the door that if the, you know, that they waste possessions and if the Hawks go crazy on threes on any given night, they could win. Now, it didn't happen and the Bucks ended up uh, winning that series, but it seems like they've cleaned that up entirely. And someone got to Giannis, whether it was Coach Bud or whoever, and he finally bought into the fact where it's like, you know what, Giannis, if they give you, it's like no more wasted possessions. Now, I know when they give you 10 feet, it's awfully tempting to, to shoot the three, but it does seem like he has got it locked in his head where he's like, nope, I'm going to the hoop here. You're right. It's not a zero uh, feet game, but it is uh, the next best thing. 
he was he was uh, every one of his points the other night. Every one of those forty-one points was in the paint or at the stripe. Uh, I've given him credit the whole time of unlike Ben Simmons, who clearly sh- was shying away from having to go to the line. Giannis seemed to embrace uh, all of the the heckles that he would get at the line. He's like, I'm still going to keep going no matter what. I'm going to play my game. So I like you couldn't as great as we thought he was, and he's a two-time MVP. I couldn't be more impressed with him, like just in yeah. all in all aspects. Completely, completely. I, you know, I think he he got the. Not to say that the media was like picking on Giannis or anything, but he was taking the blame, and I thought it was well deserved. He was the guy on that team that was going outside the game plan, and the the one that continued. And I think we've talked about this too. The one that sticks out in my mind is that game in Brooklyn where they were coasting and then he started taking those threes and he started trying to Euro step between three power forwards that were lined up along the edge of the paint. Uh, and you watch these games, and you're like, please don't Giannis, you're, you're better than this. And so I don't know like what you said here, Gil, whether it was coach, Bud or an assistant coach or just Giannis himself studying tape, someone deserves a ton of credit for saying, look what they're giving you. Look what you can still get. You're going to shoot 60 to 70% on these. You don't maybe need to try for that 80 to 90% shot. If it's going to get you, if it's going to draw an offensive foul, it's going to get you into trouble. If, if the wide open three pointer is going to get you into trouble, take this one. They're giving you that. You're still really, really good at. And he has, and frankly, Gil, I, and you know, there are smarter minds than, than me, us on this stuff. I don't know what Phoenix does about Giannis making this adjustment. He feels and it's very feely, which I know is not a great way to bet on something, but he <laughs> feels a little bit unstoppable right now. He does. Uh, so, uh, listen, people are going to be they're going to be sick of me asking this question, but you are the you're the last guy that I haven't asked this of. So I'm going to have to uh, indulge you on this. Um, 1969, Jerry West wins the NBA Finals MVP. It was the first year they gave out the NBA Finals MVP. He was on a losing team. It was kind of a lifetime achievement award for West at that point. The logo, after all. Since then, uh, MVPs have only come from the winning team, the eventual winning team in the NBA Finals. And I have been making the case. And when I say I let the hate wash over me yesterday, I really mean it. I'm going to search for some <laughs> tweets. People were just murdering me for having this opinion yesterday. Uh, but I really did float it. It's like, listen, if Giannis keeps doing 40-point double-doubles, which he did in games two and three, by the way, 20 and 17 in his pitch count game one. Uh, but if he keeps throwing up 40-point double-doubles, and the Bucks end up losing in seven, and Chris Paul doesn't necessarily have another standout game, I think Giannis Antetokounmpo could really be the NBA Finals MVP. Am I ridiculous? Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. Okay. I want to go. I want I, want, I know. I, yeah. I want to I want to roll with you on that, but they won't do it. <laughs> they just won't. I want to find these tweets because people were just murdering me about it. They're like, oh, stop it. It's not going to happen. I'm it's saying, not gonna, but you're not wrong, though. It's no. the MVP. He would be the most valuable player in that series, but they should rename it because that's not how they award it. It's the finals best player on the winning team award. It's a jury of 12. That's the thing, right? If it was if it was 100 people voting on this, I wouldn't even float it because I'd be like, yeah, you're not going to get enough people to think that way. But with any, you know, any small sample size like that, I don't know. All of a sudden, it's just you can actually uh, you can count them on one hand. You're like, oh, if we just convince these five people, right? So you convinced I, me, but I'm not voting. Oh, all right. See, yeah, what we can t- start a lobbying campaign, though. Should we? Let's take to the streets of social <laughs> media. 
By the way, did I ask you this? Like, so heading into next year, so obviously we've seen this postseason, unlike anything we've ever seen before in terms of not only the spate of injuries, but injuries to seemingly every elite player that uh, wasn't unscathed had their moment. Uh, And in the case of the Phoenix Suns, just the two days of COVID for Chris Paul. Um, So they're the most unscathed. But as we look ahead towards next year, like, do you almost purge this postseason from your mind and say to yourself, well, let me remember that Phoenix wasn't supposed to be this good this fast. They're probably not as good as a, as a you know, LeBron AD-led Lakers team or the Clippers in, in their full form. Or, and by the way, the same for the Bucks in the East, where we thought of them as one, you know, notch below the Nets. Or... Do you think of, at least in the case of the Suns, because I think, I think we'll still think of the Bucks a notch below the Nets if all three, Harden, Kyrie, and, and KD are going. But with the Suns, have they done enough for you here where that old way of thinking has been purged from your mind? And you're like, yo, no, you know what? After their bubble last year where they, where they were tremendous and this performance, whether they win the title or not, actually I do think the Phoenix Suns might be the best team in the West, period. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a combination of both. Um, if if healthy, the if the rest of the teams in the West are healthy, the Suns probably don't squeak through. But I don't think it would flip so hard back the other direction. I think you would have still had pretty good series. There's also a few other things to kind of roll into this same bucket. Like we could make a statement on today's show, and then we could see how next season plays out, and and. I don't know that we can infer or or take away what we want to from the regular season because, number one, it's going to be another slightly shortened offseason, not quite as severe as the last one, but it is going to be shorter. So you're going to see these teams that made deep playoff runs likely have, I would think, slightly down regular seasons. You're also going to see a Phoenix team that probably takes the regular season less seriously next year than they did this season because right. they've now proven to themselves, they've proven to the rest of the league, yeah, we're we're among the competitors even if they don't win the title right now. So that'll be a thing. Rest will be a thing for the guys that, again, that play deep into the playoffs here. Uh, teams like the Clippers, I think they probably double down on trying to stay healthy going into the playoffs. The Lakers probably do the same thing, although LeBron, he only takes games off if he's, like, if a leg is falling off of his body. But so there's these other factors you have to roll in that'll probably create uh, a false result on whatever we're looking for next year. Now, all that said, uh, yeah, I think the Suns. I think the Suns are are a contender. I think you and I did a show in like March, and you said list all the teams that could win the title, and I put some. I put a few extra teams in there, kind of on a whim, and we both laughed about it after. And then everybody else got hurt in the way, and the yeah. Suns ended up actually making it this far. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're among the, the the title contenders. They're probably not number one going into next year, even if they win this title. But they're not they're not really in that second tier. They're like near the bottom of the top one. They, they, they deserve the credit they've earned. There are many stretches where they are almost impossible to guard. And we've seen some of those games, this playoffs. Here's my favorite response to my theory that Giannis could still win MVP on a losing in a, on the losing team in this series. Fuzzy Dunlop, Giuseppe Rafa at Twitter. Oh my Lord, stop this right now. No way it's happening. Just stop. <laughs> and then uh, this tweet just moments ago, Dano from Bill McNeil. Hey Gil, does Dan Bespris actually hold fantasy drafts in his apartment? Uh, best sound in the business, along with best background for Zoom calls, Bespris stock rises again.
in your in your apartment? Did you hold a fantasy draft there in your bedroom? Yes. No. It was a it was a Zoom draft. I I do not invite seven, nine, eleven people to hang out in my bedroom with me. That's too weird. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I believe you, but okay. Dan, I'm weird, but not that weird. <laughs> uh, you look Thanks, great, Dan. Thank you so much. You're a good liar, Gil. Dan Bespers, everybody, right here on the Numbers Game at Vista, the Sports Betting Network. Spore, Wine Garden, baseball next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Back on A Numbers Game, as the man said. That's Ron Flatter, by the way. It's Gil Alexander. Ben Wilson in for uh, Jason Kahn today. Uh, tomorrow on the show, a whole bunch of golf. Uh, Chris Felica, the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day, will join us to talk uh, the Open Championship, or as uh, we're stumping for here, the Open, like the Ohio State University. Um, and uh, it'll be Felica. Will effort Steve Zabin up there in Milwaukee. Uh, Greatest radio, greatest sports radio host in the history of Washington D.C., who now obviously uh, is primarily doing stuff in Milwaukee. So we'll talk Bucks with him. Uh, hopefully, we'll grab him, talk Bucks, talk golf, talk Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't know, maybe some Todd Wright on golf. It'll be a whole bunch of golf, and then maybe Todd Wishnev, who'll just mock all of us for wanting to make golf bets. We could do that. Have you been in contact with Wishnev? Are you are you making that happen? I, I just texted him. Yeah. He's uh, he's he's been kind of adversarial towards me. I mean, I, I beat him pretty handily in tennis before yes. the pandemic, and he's he's upset that I'm not giving him more more credit. He was very offended because I I don't know if you you allowed me to pass this on, but I did anyway. I apologize. You referred to him as a, a good three in terms of tennis ranking, and he was very offended by that yeah. remark. 
But look, it's it's okay. I mean, I I want him to you know, like when we played the first time. You know, yeah. I won the first set six zero, and I said, look, Todd, take the doubles alleys. Like I want to get a workout in. And the set, like, he got two games. It was six two the second set. So like taking I'm, the doubles alleys. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you know I'm like I'm a very you know I'm a low four five. I I don't really play much anymore. So I was like, look, Todd, I'm sorry. I can't. You know I'm, I got to be honest in my handicap of your of your tennis game. Now but he, I want him to come on to so that we can have the, the oh, dialogue there. Wish Wednesday's got to do that. Now he thinks he can take you down, Ben. By the way, Ben Wilson also, we buried the headline. You're right. Ben Wilson also the uh, the discoverer of my Slow Gem CD that was uh, somehow on eBay 20 years later. Or as I like to say, it was probably Ben himself who was just selling it. He was like, I couldn't, I couldn't convince Parles to buy it, but I'll get Bidlin to buy it. Uh, you just randomly found that because you were uh, you were cyber stalking me. What were you doing? Well, it, well it's funny too. I'm I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because we see that on the screen. Yeah. it's amazing. Mm. But yeah, the way Kelly framed, like Kelly obviously really wanted to dig into the whole bit, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Ben was just stalking you." So I felt like I needed to cl- to clear the air there. <laughs> yes, I was uh, I was posting our because Kelly and I both work on our long shots show with Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon, mm-hmm. and so that is it's we record it during the day, but it airs at, late at night after the nightcap. So I was going in at night. This was during the French Open, so I was doing French Open handicapping, was posting our long shot show, and I noticed that at vison.com, we have all these, like, obviously outdated bios, it's pretty funny, of all of our hosts. Yeah. And they're, they're really comical. Like, Mike Palm says he was born to work in sports betting as, a, as an attendant of seminary school in Iowa. <laughs> like, it's just hilarious. So I'm like, yeah. oh, man, what? Like, there's, there are goals. So I'm just clicking around. And I stumbled on yours, and it was, you know, formerly host of uh, The Love Zone on Stumbles. And I'm like, what quotes. What is that? Yes. So a perfunctory Google, it's like, I just Google that really quick, like Gil Alexander, Cam, and that's what we just Somebody saw on Somebody on had it. Well, it is now a segment. It's a dedicated segment on Primetime I'm so Action. Proud. Every Friday night, we do The Love Zone, the bets we love going into the weekend, and Kelly imitates me from 20 years ago, and it's just ridiculous. I've had a couple people reach out to me and say, like, you know, not like that. I've been in the business that long, but they're like, look, what, what you did with that has been your greatest contribution <laughs> greatest, to the sports media landscape. Like, and it's not even close. And greatest I, my, legacy. I don't disagree. Yeah, it's great. Uh, what bets do you have? Because we've talked about everybody else having bets. Or have you, do you have any open championship bets yet? Not today is going to be my my dig in uh, deep day um, for the Open Championship. You were just talking NBA, so I'm I'm still riding that over five and a half games ticket. And you know, I, I thought that was the best bet before this series. Yeah, because uh, so it, it was very cheap. It was like minus one thirty seven or something. Right, and I kind of explained to you the the math why you know I I basically bet two different bets in six at plus one ninety and in seven at plus one ninety. So you're basically betting two hundred to win one ninety. So someone more, took you to task for that on Twitter. Somebody yesterday. did, and I was yeah. like, do you know how math works? Like. It's, they were saying, oh, yeah. you're betting 200 to win 90. I'm like, no. I, did, I, I didn't. I wasn't prepared to answer that. I was Ron Burgundying my way through the tweets yesterday. I was like, wait, I don't know if he said that. And but, right, right. Yeah. But I, just to clear that up, yes. Yeah, so you're essentially you're getting minus 105 as opposed to the, you mentioned the minus 137, which got bet up, by the way, to minus 190. And I say it's, I think it's good. To, and everybody's always clamoring for action on these, you know, these high-profile games. And it's like, all right, well, do you really want or need to go back in on Milwaukee laying up, you know, a slightly slightly inflated minus four? If you already have a bet where if Milwaukee just wins the game tonight, that bet comes home. So, like, why would you, you know, if you weren't, I mean, I already have conviction either way. I think it goes seven at this, based on what I've seen. But, but nothing, nothing like on game four in. specifically, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. 
Um, and you're of the Medvedev uh, Djokovic mind as well, men's yeah, side. Yeah, I, I mean, US Open. I, I didn't follow the Berrettini strategy, but I had Djokovic outright, and I basically just started hammering Berrettini when it was out. Like he, his serve hold rate was like 97 oh. percent on grass. I was just kept hammering him. And when matches. Isner got beat in the first round, we we're kind of golden with Berrettini at that point. Um, ben Wilson, everybody, kind enough to join us today and tomorrow, right here on a numbers game while Jason is out. Paul Spore next from FanGraphs, host of the Sleeper in the Bus podcast as well. That's next right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. This text from uh, Dan Bespris, who was just on the air. Uh, I'm so bad at looking at cameras. Please apologize to all your producers. <laughs> Why would he look at the camera? He didn't want to look at the camera. He's a little shy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a VEASAN subscriber exclusive today. Two people who are not shy at all. Long Shots host Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds. They'll look in the camera. They'll answer all your golf betting questions live just in time for the Open Championship. They'll be live today at 3.15 p.m. Eastern, 12.15 p.m. Pacific for a subscriber-only Q&A session. Subscribers will have access to watch live and ask questions, or you can email your questions ahead of time to questions at vcin.com. That's questions at vcin.com if you want to get your questions in in advance. Watch for the link in your subscriber email, and then join Brady and Wes for all the golf betting insights today. What would you ask uh, Brady or Wes, Ben? What would you ask them? Anything golf related, or would you just go off the grid and ask him some random stuff? I would no. I would take the opportunity to be like, "Hey Brady, like ninety-five Buick Open. Who are you on?" Just, <laughs> just start grilling him. See, I would go to West, and I would just see how far West's extensive knowledge in everything on Earth extends. So I would just ask him a random question about something like entirely. WrestleMania seventy-eight. Where, oh, where not even. I'd be like, "So, uh, Virgin, uh, not Virgin. What is it called? Victoria's Secret. Uh, you know." Uh, show 1998, who are the top models of that? Like, something random. He would, he would know. He would know that. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, Gil, that's easy. It was clearly Christy Turlington <laughs> or somebody like that. Christy Turlington. I don't know where I picked that up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Sporer from Austin, Texas, from Fangrass, Sleeper of the Bus podcast, and, of course, twitch.tv slash Sporer. What's happening, Paul? Morning, Gil. How's it going? Uh, man, it's good, man. I had a great home run derby betting. Uh, let's show Paul. Show Paul the uh, – let me brag to Paul for a second. I don't mean let's to brag or boast, Paul. but uh, No, I'm interested. I'm interested. I, I hit all four of the opening round brackets. Alonzo and the three dogs. Oh, that's right. You did say Alonzo was your only yeah. favorite. Let's go. Yeah. I had Trey. I had Trey in my pool, so I got second place. That's fine. I, nice. I, uh, I doubled my money. I'm all good. Did you like that format better? I did. Oh yeah, no, I I, I love everything about um, this this format. Ever since the Todd Frazier one, uh, the very first one, the 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 Derby was unwatchable dreck beforehand. It was it was boring. It would drag on. Um, you know, they're taking fifty pitches to get their pitch, which was their right, but it was boring as heck. Uh, this new format has been amazing. And this one did not disappoint. This was one of the best ever. 19, I got to go to. That was incredible. And that was the best one I'd ever, I'd ever seen, of course, because I was there. Uh, this one might have topped it, even though I wasn't there live. That that was incredible. Unwatchable dreck. That's what it Correct. used to be. Very, very uh, descriptive. Uh, what about the All-Star game tonight? Is this so, where do you stand on the All-Star game? It is, I would say, of all the major sports, the finest of all All-Star games. 
Easily. Uh, I believe. So you will be watching. Would you do you have a uh, you know a a lean on either the American League or National League side? Do you have a lean on a total, which is at eleven right now? How do you think this goes? Generally, when it comes to an all-star game, I'm, I'm inclined to lean with the dog just because obviously you're talking about two star-studded teams. Uh, the AL is the dog. I, I am I am leaning for them. That's where I'm going to go. Um, it is the best of the all-star games. You're right. The others are unwatchable. Drek, just like the Derby used to be, because this, this is the only game that you can kind of play um not half-hearted but you can dial it down a little bit and it doesn't fundamentally change the game in football when you go half it, it's it's awful hockey you know it's it's like 15 to 14 in the first period um and then and then basketball obviously it's like 200 to 198 which is okay uh but baseball is the one you can play baseball and nobody's really putting themselves out in any sort of negative you know you're not sliding hard into second base but everything else can kind of play the way you want to so yeah i'll go al and uh you know we talked about i think you asked me yesterday about the over under there i'm going to say over i yeah. do think that i do think colorado cuz i think i don't know if they've announced it or not or if they're going to say anything but i think they're going to go with the non humidor balls for the ball game too yeah I, by the way it's a, they should. it's drifting it was 10 and a half then it was 11 now i see it kind of coming back you'll see some 10 and a halfs in some spots which i really don't get uh jason weingarten who's on after you he said the other day he goes what are they going to do not score at coors um, exactly so i mean I, I think if I make a bet, and I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to make it, I'm going to bet the over 10.5 at minus 120. I really am because I, I just. That's the way to go. I'll happily live through that wager tonight in this game. I don't really have a play on the side, but I'll, I'll go over on runs. Um, the, the Derby, back to the Derby for a second last night because I said this earlier. This is neither here nor there. But did you notice, like, with, with every player, with every of, of those, every one of those eight hitters, seven of the eight, you can tell, like you can tell whenever you watch a baseball game through the center field camera, standard way to watch a baseball game on TV, you can kind of tell the the uh, launch angle, the trajectory of a ball, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that, that might be out. Also, with the home run derby, you're like, oh, that one's out, that's not, that's a pop-up. But with Juan Soto specifically, you can never tell? Do you notice that? No. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was probably the hardest to see. We were watching it on Twitch yesterday, and his were the hardest to to figure out. Oh, is that out? Is that out? Um, but he really, he really took off a bit. Did you hear the whole stuff about how he's trying to fix his swing with yeah, the derby instead last. of That's right. yeah, instead of the opposite? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did talk about that on, yeah. on our spot. That's hilarious. Like everybody else is worried about maybe losing a little bit of their swing. He's like, no, no, no. I got to fix it because he's hitting the ball on the ground too yeah, much. But that's awesome. I, it, that was incredible. And uh, yeah, he was crushing them. The thing of it is though, that left field wall, or that right field wall is a little bit high. So he kind of loses a little bit of yes. uh, of the advantage there with those line drives. If those, if he was a right-hander, he might've had a good handful of more homers because they wouldn't have hit that high wall. Yeah. And for and again, here's you tweeted this out. We got to show this Pete Alonzo who won the home run derby. This is, you tweeted this out. Dave Jouse, who was the one that was throwing him pitches is the real MVP Hundred percent. Look at that! Like that ended up being the key to the whole derby because someone totally. like, like Otani got sort of torpedoed by look at his, Gallo. Yeah. He was getting Mariano cutters in on his fist. <laughs> it's right. Hey, you throwing a Mariano cutter to me? This is a derby, man. <laughs> but look at that from Dave Jouse, who, by the way, and I didn't know this, but our own Bill Ad uh, points out that Dave Jouse is the son. Apparently, of legendary sports writer Bill Jouse, uh, pitching Alonzo in a home run derby. So, thank you to Bill Eighty for that. But the, you're right; he was the MVP. That's that's how you're supposed to handicap these derbies, I guess, by the pitcher in the end. 
It really is. Of course, you don't know, right? Unless right. you had extensive knowledge, because it is, it's such a huge factor. I really think it cost Gallo an opportunity. And like, I'm sure Beasley feels bad. So I don't want to pile on the guy. He knows what he did, but he was bad. Like he, he really he hurt Gallo. He knows you know, he, he did. He yeah. knows what he did out there, but yeah. it really hurt. Gallo and uh, you need a good pitcher there and Joust wasn't uh, Alonzo's pitcher last time I believe it was his cousin so he's had two great pitchers for him and Alonzo's become a home run derby god last thing as we go out Paul uh, yes repeat for Pete Alonzo could it be that he is just the derby god and everybody should bet him every year at this point Oh, yeah. If he does it again, I mean, he's going to be a massive favorite, and he has to be. The moment is not too big for him. He knows what to do. I imagine he'll have joust again next year if he does it. Yeah. Absolutely. He'll be a huge favorite, though. Paul Spore, everybody. Paul, always a pleasure, man. Enjoy the rest of your All-Star break. Thanks, Gil. Great talking with you. Take care. Paul Spore, everybody. At Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R on Twitter. Again, sleeper of the bust, fan graphs, at twitch.tv slash Spore, where he plays MLB The Show. I got to tune in one of those nights. Show up for that. We'll come back. Jason Weingarten has thoughts on the All-Star Game. That's next. Numbers Game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote we are the voice of nascar the green flag is in the air and we are underway the great american race the motor racing network nascar cup xfinity and craftsman truck series racing live on your hometown radio station and mrn or nascar.com martinsville talladega the chicago street course we have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win photo finishes ryan blaney will win the voice of nascar the motor racing network Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Bet on more than the final score with one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into BetMGM or sign up to try one game parlay. If you're signing up for an account, make sure to use VSIN 600, and your first bet will be risk-free up to 600 
$1,500. Nice. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line. 800-889-9789. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Just got this from uh, Pamela Maldonado, Ben, who uh, was kind enough to join us during Wimbledon a couple times. Uh, over there at Odd Shark, she sent me this uh, article. Report Wimbledon matches under investigation over suspicious betting patterns. This, uh, you know, this props up in in tennis all too often. It did at the French Open, I think, in a ladies' match last year. Um, they're looking at one singles match on the men's side and one doubles match. One match said to be under investigation is a first round singles match involving a German player although it is the opponent of that player who has triggered suspicion. It is said that a five-digit sum was placed at the end of the second set on the exact result. There were also special bets on the number of service games in the match. Both of those bets won. Huh. Let's do a little research on that a little after the show. As for the doubles, it's a men's first-round match. The pairing won the first set before losing the following two. It's understood that the timing of those bets placed on that team to lose during their match is the reason why it has been flagged up to authorities. The International Tennis Integrity Agency is who uh, investigates things well, like there, that. There are a bunch of Germans playing in the first round, so I'm just, I'm, not, I'm like Dennis Kepfer, perhaps? Uh, well, it's uh, their opponent. Their opponent, apparently. Right, the, so I'm, I'm now yeah. just, I find myself scrubbing through these very oh, quickly. It's just... a total project after the show. Wow. Who is behind the match, match fixing? That's the thing when it's, uh, you know, one player or two in the case of doubles. Much more easily fixed. Uh, let's talk uh, baseball with Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke in L.A. How you doing, Jason? Uh, pretty good. I, I survived the home run derby, fortunately. Well, let me before we get to how you survived it, let me just talk because we were just talking about the max, match fixing at, at Wimbledon. Were you at all annoyed yesterday when some hitters were sort of allowed a pitch after the uh, clock went to zero, I think Mancini was, and then Olsen wasn't. Did that bother you at all yesterday? No, not really. I mean, I knew it was an exhibition, and it was probably going to end up benefiting me more than hurting me. Yes, it, benef- it benefited the heck out of me. That's, by the way, the, yeah, I won yeah. a couple of those first-round brackets by, by one home run, some of which benefited by, by clock manipulation, and one of them I won in double overtime, if you will, two extra tiebreakers with Otani. And people are like, oh, you got you got super lucky. Yeah, but that's why you bet dogs, quite frankly, in these exhibitions, to be honest with you. Because um, none of these people should have been plus 145, plus 168, or plus 221, in my opinion. All right, explain to people why you, you say you survived it. Why do you use that word? I had a, a you know, I had some money on Otani. I, I, I actually could have had a lot more, so it, it ended up not being... That terrible, just, you know, I'd, I'd rather lose on Monday than Sunday, something like a home run derby. What were you saying about, you, you, you? it could have been much worse for you, and you, I don't know if credit is the right word, but you, you point at the books and saying, you guys got this wrong, you could have taken much more money from me. Yeah, it wasn't so much credit issue, it was mostly, you know, I have a lot of Otani futures from the beginning of the season for MVP, and, you know, whatever other bets. 
And, uh, you know, it's all spread out, all different books, you know, all different legal books. So it's not like somebody has huge liability to me or anything. But if you do have, you know, MVP tickets out on Otani, you should have been courting my business yesterday, offering me like three to one on Otani to win the home run derby. Because, like, say you have a 10 grand liability to me on an Otani ticket. It's not crazy. It's like he was 30 to one. So maybe I have like a $300 ticket on somebody, you know, now you have a $10,000 liability or $9,000 liability. Uh, you could have given me 10 grand on Otani yesterday. I would have walked in there happily bet anything on Otani at three to one, three and a half to one, whatever. You would have gotten your, your, you know, your whole liability on me back halfway through the season. This, um, this is such a great point, Jason. And there are going to be some people listening to that are like, oh, yeah, that's not how it works. Well, you know what? It should. Uh, Joe Peta. It should. I mean, it should. Yes. Joe Peta was here in 2012, um, who's been a sh- uh, guest on the show many times, the author of uh, the Masters uh, Guide that he wrote, and of course, uh, Trading Bases in Baseball. And in the summer of 2012, we would hang out all summer, and he was doing a whole baseball experiment. And he comes from a Wall Street background, and his biggest single takeaway from that summer was, and this obviously through the lens of his Wall Street background, because that's how things are done on Wall Street, he was like, why these books don't cater more individually to the specific betters? He will never understand. And that's kind of what you're saying right there. Yeah, I mean, not even catered it, it to, to me in particular, but I mean, it's just, I don't think a lot of bookmakers actually do much bookmaking anymore. Um, credit to Circa, they actually had a pretty competitive market last night um, with a yes and a no before before the home run derby. Um, they, I think they were at our pinnacle on, uh, on Otani. So, I mean, there's, there are actual traders in town. They're just very rare at this point. Talking to Jason Weingarten. You can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia, Point Spread Weekly contributor, uh, bets baseball professionally. And soon, we hope, we'll have a uh, 10 to 15-minute podcast a day uh, where he talks about his, uh, his futures thoughts, not only in baseball, but also in uh, other sports like football as well. All right, all-star game tonight. I know you're betting this. How are you betting it? Over uh, first inning, yes. Although the first inning line is not out yet, so I can't I can't tell you how much I'm betting it and then what what the number is. I, I'd really like to see it before I I jump more into that. But let's just say over ten and a half, minus one twenty, over eleven, up to minus one hundred five. Uh, I understand that it's all, you know, all-star pitchers, but it's also all-star hitters and it's going to be 90 degrees at altitude. And I don't know. I just, I, I don't think 11 is, is a very good number. 11 runs is, is what they scored in the futures game on, on Sunday. And those were all 19 year olds. So, you know, I don't expect less runs today. Yeah. I'm locked in at over 10 and a half minus 120 myself. Um, and thinking about adding a little more, which again was sort of was sort of my thing yesterday. Like, I don't think I'll bet this pretty strong. And then by by Derby time, I'm like, uh, I have seven different bets all of a sudden on this. And thankfully, it went my way. Um, let's get back to the first inning thing for a second. We don't have that lined yet, uh, but you and I have uh, talked about first innings for years on this show and on the Beating the Book podcast. What? No, so you're thinking about betting the yes? Obviously, correlates with your over here, I imagine. What's the price you 
are looking for there? So, obviously, the price I'm looking for is best best price I can get. Um, but in this case, I'm very curious to see what books are going to open it at because, you know, I, I'm – I'm just not sure if you're going to base it how you normally would off the, the pregame total or if you're going to base it off the first inning pitchers, you know, who's who's projected to start the game because those would get you very different numbers. Um, but I, I'm I'm just – I'm very conflicted because Otani is one of the starters. And as much as I love Otani and I'm one of his biggest fans, he did just, you know – exert a lot of energy last night in the home run derby and now he's expected to go out there and yeah. start start the all-star game and you know I, I looked at the top of the lineup it's fernando tatis and max muncie and i want to say like jesse winker but i, I might be wrong is, is who's no it's freddie freeman i think is the number three hitter but so now he's got to go out there and, and face you know three of the best hitters in the national league not only am I going to bet the first inning, if somebody posts first player to hit a home run prop, I'm going to bet the first three or four National League players all to hit a home run. I think think you might see an early home run off Otani. I love it. We'll see if those props are available. So that's an interesting thing. It is Otani versus Scherzer. And it is, I want people to note, you don't know if it's going to be priced differently because because it's an all-star game, there may be some... Um, market shift to pricing that based on the fact that it's ace versus ace, and it will be interesting to see uh, if that t- if that rules the day, if you will, on the first inning price or more standard pricing. I guess is what you're saying. Um, what what is your hunch? Um, I think we might see some some decent numbers. I think I think I'm not. I'd like to say hopefully somebody is stupid enough to post like even money. Oh, yes. Ooh, if you dream but I don't. That. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna get that. I think we're probably gonna get like minus one fifteen or minus one twenty, and I, I still probably gonna bet that. But I'll be on the lookout for yeah. for bad numbers and bad openers, and hopefully they get those up soon. All right. So over ten and a half up to minus one twenty. Over eleven, you said what? Minus one oh five. Yeah, if you can get plus one hundred five, better. But yeah, over over eleven up up to minus one hundred five, probably going to be fine tonight. All right, first inning, yes, uh, assuming that the price is favorable based on what we we're just talking about, and then uh, the one that's perhaps the most interesting: first player to hit a home run. And I'm not sure yet how many uh, different shops, if any, are offering that, but I'm sure someone will. First player to hit a home run. And uh, you're gravitating towards the first few guys in the National League lineup going up against what should be a fatigued Shohei Otani. Jason, appreciate it. Um, enjoy your trip to the Hamptons. Safe travels, sir. Thank you. Hopefully I get there. My flight's already delayed tonight. Um, we'll see what happens. All right. Jason Weingarten, living the high life, headed to the Hamptons from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. And then he's off because he's got to catch his flight. Uh, Thank you to all who uh, joined the show today. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Ben Wilson. We'll do this again tomorrow. A lot of golf tomorrow on the show. Speaking of which, the Lombardi line is next right here on a numbers game. Not on a numbers game, but on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.